Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, October 30th, 2018. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. It's Tuesday. The sun is actually shining in the Gem City, and we have Dwayne Long live on tape from Columbus. Dwayne, how goes it? Oh, I'm standing here staring out the door at that thing. Uh, I don't know what the big yellow orb is in the sky. I just haven't seen it in so long. Uh, you know, it's just fascinating me. I'm mesmerized. It comes out briefly. Uh, you know it as the sun. My son's football game over the weekend, we got it for exactly one minute of 40, so all good. Let's talk Buckeyes. Everybody's had a week off. Hopefully everyone's brain has cooled over the weekend without having to undergo Buckeye football. I think we all need a little bit of a break. When we reconvened, the media met with Urban yesterday, and our very own Dave Biddle put on his reporter cape and asked Urban the question everyone's wanted to ask since Paul Feinbaum et al. went on their media tirade about his future. Urban responded by saying he will be back at Ohio State. Dwayne, do you believe him? Did he need to say it? What's your vibe on the whole press conference herb vibe? Well, I mean, you have to say this. Uh, what it would have done to the recruiting effort and, you know, how much the, the morale of of uh, not just, um, uh, you know, not just recruiting, but the team, the fans, the student body, everybody, if he says, I don't know, or says, I'll address that after the season. So he almost had to walk in there and say yes. Uh, it would have impacted everything. So, uh, we'll, you know, we'll see after the season if, if, uh, if he's going to. I, I think we have to take him at his word, and I hope it's absolutely true. I, you know, we're still talking about one of the great coaches. I mean, we can, you can even throw, throw the word legend around, uh, you know, at least kick it around and say, to, to, can we apply that label to him? He's won a lot of national championships. I mean, how many have won three or more? And he's one of those that has. So, um, you know, let's let's keep that in perspective and and uh, hope that he is coming back. I know there are some on the message board that absolutely amuse me. They want to fire the entire coaching staff. Uh, you know, that's that's just insane. So. Uh, I'm hoping that he is coming back, uh, and I'm going to take him at his word. Yeah, those of you watching on C-SPAN saw me shaking my head there when you mentioned getting rid of the entire staff, if that includes Urban Meyer. Just take this into account. The loss at Purdue was a true road game. Now makes him 27-3 and on the road at Ohio State. True road games. Come on, people. I, I agree it was a hiccup. Let's hope, but come on. Um, I do believe you had to come out and say that, given all the rumors, if for no other reason, just to stop the flow of questions, and that time is wasted. But I'll say this, and we talk about our vibes on this show a lot. Like, you know, We get to read all the tea leaves and hear all the inside information. I don't think there's any chance of minor leagues Ohio State after this season, so. Um, I'd never really thought that. It's never really even popped into my mind. I don't think there's any chance he leaves. So that's just my vibe. All right, let's talk recruiting. You brought it up. Very interesting that three of the main targets 
for Ohio State down the stretch here in the class of 2019 are Ohioans committed to other schools. Tommy Eichenberg to BC, J.D. Duplain to Michigan State, Kavon Butler to Kentucky. Bill Bank Green has said all three will flip to Ohio State. Let's assume he's right. What would it mean for the Buckeyes? I think you'll get three excellent football players. One thing that I'm trying to get across the fans, been saying it all year, this is not a great recruiting class. The class of 2018, or, uh, you know, it's just not um, an outstanding class across the board. Weak, real weak at quarterback. as weak quarterback classes I've ever seen. There's just not a position. Wide receiver, I don't see the five-star. I don't see a, a single kid that I would slap a five-star on, but I see a lot of four-stars. I mean, a really deep class of four-stars, and that's one of the better positions. It's just not that deep a class. Uh, how much impact these guys are going to have, uh, we'll see down the line. But I think we get three good football players. I mean, I, I just really do. Uh, Butler in particular. Butler is a bigger version of Robert Landers. Explosive first step, really gets off the ball. He's moving as fast as anybody on the field for his first three to five steps. Uh, I, I'm just absolutely impressed with him. Uh you know, and, and people are saying, well, Kentucky, yeah, well, he had a great senior year. That's, uh, you know, he, he's just developed a little later than, than others. Uh, I like to play too. Really good feet, uh, uh, heavy hands. Um, he's a nice looking football player. I'd never really paid any attention until I heard about the possibility that, that he was, uh, going to flip. So, uh, I, I really like that kid too. So we'll see what's, uh, I think we're getting three good football players. I know because they're not four star, five star, top ten guys that fans are going to be complaining, but, uh, get good football players. That's what we, and, and really we need, uh, we need to get some more offensive linemen in here because, well, we've seen the product on the field. We, we gotta, we gotta get that turned around. I want to clarify this right here. You said you don't see any five-star receivers in the class. You don't see Garrett Wilson as a five-star? If there's a if there's a five-star, I would put it on him. I've just not been, you know, we've had Jaden uh, Hazelwood at the top of the class from the start. I've not seen a piece of film that says to me he's a five-star. Uh, Garrett Wilson, I, I'd come closer to calling him a five-star number one receiver in the class than I would um, uh, Hazelwood. Okay. Makes sense. All right, let's talk Nebraska. The Huskers come in this weekend. We'll break them down a little bit. Talking about changes to Ohio State, everybody wants to see change, be it personnel or performance overall. We expect there could be two changes. Um, I think the offense will remain intact. What we're hearing, Sean Wade could start at safety over Isaiah Pryor, and we could see John Cooper replace at defensive end, possibly Jay Sean Cornell. What's your vibe on the changes? Do you think they'll matter? Well, I, I think it's got to matter, yeah. Um, Wade, I thought Pryor was playing a little better the last couple of games. But, you know, early in the season, I just could not believe how bad he was. Just missed tackles and tackling was his thing coming out of high school. This kid had not shown uh, great ball skills for safety. In fact, I thought 
I could see the way he's built, uh, you know, him adding weight, moving down. He's just not a, a kid with great ball skills. He was he was just a missile out there hitting people, and he was bad, just missing tackles, taking bad angles, making bad decisions. So uh, the weight is is definitely uh, had had his problems too, but he's still got better ball skills. I think he's a longer kid. Uh, he's got a better chance of making an impact at safety. So uh, I like that move. Uh, as far as Cooper's concerned, Cooper has not had one play through eight games that I can say, damn, he looks good. That was a great play by Cooper. He's just not doing anything. And, you know, we're talking about going from Nick Bosa, the most dominant defensive lineman in the country, to a guy who's doing nothing. So it isn't like you have to expect a fall-off when you lose a Nick Bosa. But fall-off from uh, excellence to nothing, that, that you have to fix that, Dan. You can't allow that. Uh, Cooper just has had no impact on the game. At any point, it's they got to make some kind of move to uh, to get the pass rush back up to where it was. Yeah, Cooper. It's disappointing also because defensive end edge, you know, that's a flash position. You can get blocked thirty five plays in a row, and make a great sack, and everyone's going to say you had a good game. I don't remember any flashes from John Cooper. Maybe he hasn't been able to hold more weight. You know, he was an undersized guy when he came in here, and known as his pass rush skills as a pure pass rusher. He was going to the national all-star games and showing off. Maybe he just can't carry the weight, hasn't been able to maintain the speed. Maybe it's a technique issue, but certainly not a guy who has stepped up in both his absence, which is a disappointment. All right, Nebraska, the spread is still 22.5 points. Despite the fact they come in here with a running back, Divine Ozigbo, averaging 7.5 yards a carry. The name we all remember, J.D. Spielman, their top receiving threat, seven touchdowns. Adrian Martinez as a good athletic quarterback. Do you believe the Huskers will put up a reasonable fight and Divino Zigbo will be the next running back to look like a Heisman candidate against the Buckeyes defense? Well, I'm going to have to say uh, it, we got to worry about it because it's not so much that I think that they're great as I think that I, we still have so many questions about our defense. We've got so many questions about the defense and the offense. Here's the thing, Dan. You know, I said last show we were at the crossroads. We're still there. We don't know what we're going to see. We have to go into uh, this game with bated breath, hoping, okay, did we did the time off? We healed up. Coaches got to coach these guys up some more, uh, had an opportunity to look at our scheme and uh, and see where we could make some adjustments. We, You know, this was a valuable time. Did we take advantage of it? Are we the team that we think we can be or the team that we've seen so far? We, we still don't know yet. So uh, Nebraska is, is going to be huge in that respect. What are we going to see? Is there still a chance? Considering uh, you know where we are right now, we could still we went out. We at least are at the table to get uh, put in the conversation for uh, playing in the playoffs. We went out the way Michigan's playing, the way Michigan State's playing, 
and then win the Big Ten, we've got we got to be at the table. You know, we got to be in a conversation. I see this as a kitchen sink game. I don't think Nebraska has anything to lose. They're going to come out running all kinds of plays. I hope Ohio State is prepared to smash them and get back to the running game. If you want to ask me if this game is successful or not, show me the amount of rushing yards uh, Dobbins and Weber combined for afterwards, and I'll let you know if I thought it was successful. All right, Dwayne, the college football rankings, playoff rankings, come out tonight for the first time. Where do you expect Ohio State to be ranked? I, I think they're going to be where they are in the polls, about eight. Uh, you know, coming off, it's it's tonight. I mean, next week when it comes out after Nebraska, maybe, uh, you know, the the people who are making this thing will say, well, it looks like Ohio State has, has uh, regained their footing and we could be a little higher. But I think eight is about where we're going to be. I agree. Keep in mind... LSU plays Alabama this weekend. Penn State plays Michigan. If Penn State and LSU or Penn State, obviously, and Alabama win and Ohio State wins, you're talking about already being back up around number six, which is absolutely striking distance with this much time to go in the season. That may sound a little bit overly optimistic right now, but I do trust in this group to get things back together. We trust you enjoyed the show. Have a good one, Buckner.